you're walking down a lonely dirt road. You hear something rustling in the woods to your left. You hear a scream to your right. Something big flies overhead. You look behind you, expecting to see your friend. Only to see the black eyes of Paranormal Almanac With your host, Kurt Sandig and Stitch You keep walking down that path alone Because it's a quarantine edition Welcome! to another live quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. Tonight's going to be slightly different because there's not just one live show, there's two. There's this one that you guys are all part of right now, but there'll also be one at 8 p.m. Pacific time because everybody kept saying, well, half the people kept saying, oh, you know, I can't I can't tune in at 5 o'clock, it's too early, or oh, I can't tune in at 8 p.m. because it's too late. Best of both worlds. Both shows happening tonight. That's right, we have a brand new call-in-now sign so everybody can, hopefully everybody, can read the phone number instead of my rinky-dink little crappy sign that I've been wanting to replace forever. Now you guys got a nice, shiny, new, sparkly, although it doesn't look sparkly on the camera, sparkly sign. That The call-in number is 818-732-9399. Feel free to call in at any time. The phone lines are open. You don't have to wait for me. I can ramble as much as you guys want, but you can call in at any time. Hey, Sean is here and Lash is here. And I saw Todd, uh, Todd in the comments. Let me know if you got a second shirt. I sent you a second shirt, the new gray edition of the Paranormal Almanac logo, the, the, the stretched rectangular logo shirt, just because I wanted to. So let me know if you got it. If you didn't, you know, we'll figure it out. James, I might just do a six-hour uh, marathon. You never can tell. A video call lash. Yes, that's for free. What? Wait, any signs you ever need? Oh, what? Good to know, Josh. I do need signs because I had to make that one out of these damn little sticky thingies. Pain in the ass, that is, which is why my sign looks like it does. I appreciate that, and I'm going to take you up on that. Baby face. Oh, yeah, 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 I shaved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yet. All right. Well, I'll look into that, Todd. But you have a second shirt coming. Fear not. Another shirt is coming to you. Uh, the, the gray logo uh, Paranormal Almanac Rectangle shirt is coming your way. Uh, like I said, just because I wanted to. Just because I love you. Uh, yeah, we might just continue on, depending on how this show goes. If I get a ton of callers, screw it. Let's just keep pushing on through, and we'll make one really long-ass live show that... Some people love the live shows. Absolutely love them. I get a lot of great compliments, and I love the fact that you guys like them. I love doing them. But on the flip side, I get a lot of people saying, oh, I hate the live shows. Just go back to the regular shows, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Can't, can't please everybody. I have a new episode coming out hopefully tomorrow. I always thought I would have it out today. I haven't had a chance to edit it. I do have a virtual concert tomorrow so that's going to put a damper on some things and i have a live show tomorrow night as well so you know if the episode doesn't come out tomorrow it'll come out sunday or it'll come out monday it'll come out when it comes out guys you know i'm only one man but uh that's all right whatever 
Uh, but there's a live concert, a, you know, a virtual live concert with two of my favorite people, Puddles Pity Party, who if you don't know who Puddles is, he's a six-foot clown with the voice of an angel. Absolutely love him. He is one of the best. But the special guest for Puddles in his virtual concerts is Weird Al. And Weird Al fucking rocks. Anybody says anything differently, get the fuck out of here. Because Weird Al is the best. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Kelly, live shows are great when you can catch them live. Well, I, I love that. I love that you're here. But I hope that people enjoy them after the fact, too. I really, you know, fingers crossed. Yes, Puddles is the best. Love Puddles. I've seen him, I don't know, a dozen times or so. He's the best. Not as many times as I've seen Weird Al. That's 100. That's still not as many times as I've seen They Might Be Giants. But we're getting off on a tangent. Anyhow. So. If you want to call in, let's start this show with a call. Speaking of which, i got to put this up here where it's supposed to be. Alrighty. Alrighty. So, Sean, you have two calls or two stories? Give me a call. Oh, it's weird. When I'm when it's when the stitch part is cropped out, it makes me look like I'm wearing some weird like brain shirt. I'll just ever ever periodically I'll just do this just so you guys can see that it's stitch. Then I'll sit back down. Hi, Lauren. Hi, hey, howdy, hi. So I have some paranormal news for this episode. I have some listener stories for this episode that listeners said, "Hey, I'm not gonna make it. Can you just read my stories?" I got a few of those. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, howdy, hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am good as well. I'm so glad to okay, hear from you. Um, I didn't hear from you the last show, and it was really weird to not hear from you on a, on a live show. I know, but that's because we haven't had a whole lot happening, except yesterday was very, very, very strange. So, And it was broad daylight. It wasn't like during like spooky hour or anything. So, Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> hi, Dave. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, hold on one second. Before you start your story, I have to answer James Polk's sure. question in the chat room. He said, on a scale from zero to Flansburg, how good is Puddles? Well, if Flansburg is like a 10, I'd say Puddles is a 9.5. I love him that much. But okay, back to you. Oh, yeah, you love Puddles, Puddles too. Puddles is amazing. He's got a great voice. Doesn't he, though? Oh, the best. All right. So, all right. What happened? This was, I saw it in the, um, in the Paranormal Almanac uh, fan base channel. But I was expecting yeah. you to call in, so I didn't want to get in and into it on there. So, oh, yeah, what, what no, happened? Absolutely. So I figured I would, I would explain it in case people aren't part of the group. Um, so we were delivering for Uber Eats. David drives. I sit passenger and hold the food and whatnot. And we had just delivered some food to a customer over by this college campus area. And we were leaving and passing this park. And I saw this weird... I guess like an, it was an anomaly because I can't really explain what I saw, honestly. Okay. Um, the best description I would have is that maybe it was like a, a it looked like a wrist or something. Um, so it was it was hovering above the ground by about a foot, and it stretched to like your average person height, maybe about six feet tall. So in total, the length of this thing must have only been like five feet, four and a half feet or so. But I originally thought, okay, maybe it's just the sun peeking through the trees, but as we turned the corner and I looked at it from kind of all angles, I saw it head on first and then side by side next to the car and I craned my head to look at it past out the passenger side 
and it was still, it still looked exactly the same. There was no difference. People were walking around through it and past it. And it wasn't a spider web because usually you can kind of see the, the shine from the webbing. Sure. It almost looked like if you took Photoshop and you lowered the opacity to about 70 to 50% and used a blur tool to just wipe one line down, but in, in reality. And uh, it, must, it looked like from, from my point of view, it must have been maybe three, four inches wide. And it was just there. It was this weird blurred line just... Wait, there, uh, like, how long was it? So it's three and four inches wide. How long? Um, I would say probably about four and a half to five feet long because it hovered oh, over wow. the ground by about a foot and it stood at about an average, like, six foot, like, a person's height. And you said it, it wasn't, was, like, huge or anything, but... You said it was blurry, but it was it was there any colors or anything to no, it? No, it, was, it literally looked like, um, almost if you looked through, like, a frosted glass window where everything still, you could see through it but it looked like just a blurred line. And it was in the same it spot? About, it didn't move at all? Yeah, no, it, did, it didn't move, and none, neither did um, the way that it looked, depending on my position, because I saw it out the windshield, and then as we started driving past it, I saw it right next to me on the right side, right out the passenger window, and as we passed it, I leaned forward, opened my window, and stuck my head out to look back at it, and it was still in the same spot, nothing changed. Was it <laughs> was it shimmering at all, or was it just like solid, or no, just just a just a strange blur? There was no shimmer. There was nothing. Just a weird blur in line of sight. I didn't have glasses on. Nothing, and it was about uh, six, maybe seven o'clock. So it's still kind of daylight out over here. Sure. And were people walking um, by it, or through it, or around it? Or? Yeah, people were, people, people were walking right by it. They weren't really going through it, because um, judging by from where I saw, like, they had the, the standard black path that goes through the park for, like, like, the walking trails. It was maybe, like, two, three feet away from the walking trail in the grass, but it was just hovering there. Just a, a, a strange, blurry line just in one, speci one specific spot, and it didn't move. There was no shine to it. It wasn't caused by a sun glare or any sun peeking through the trees. And that's what I was going to ask. I was like, are you sure it wasn't like, you know, like somehow. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, like I, I made sure to double look at it several times because we were at a red light. So we kind of sat next to it for a good minute and nothing. Sure. Was I was going to say, you know, because like sometimes, me. sometimes like the sprinkler heads will pop up and then they'll just shoot straight up. So it makes it look like, you know. There's something there when it's yeah, just no, doing no, a jet of water. No, no or... sprinklers or anything. No, nothing. Weird. Not a single thing that I uh, that I could come up with explains anything with this. And I've never seen anything like this. Usually it's, I see, you know, shadow people kind of things or, or weird things like that. I've never in my life seen anything like this. So it was very, very strange. I, just, I had to share it. And I, I was freaking out and David's like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> there was I gotta that go was, with. I gotta go with Sean Bishop on this one. You had a chance to get out of this timeline <laughs> and you didn't take it. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I didn't really like. We were just driving past, and we still had another delivery. I saw, we still had another bundle of food with us, and I just I got nothing. And and my window was open, so it wasn't like it was a smudge on the window either. So I I honestly have absolutely no way to explain what I saw at all. And it definitely doesn't look and like anybody else was noticing it or reacting to it at all. No, 
no, nothing. Not a single person looked at it. No one stopped. People just kind of, yeah, like two joggers were going one way and then someone else is walking their dog another and there was a couple walking past, but no one seemed to notice this thing. That is bizarre. Like, I can... Yeah, and it, it was... It was just, a, and it was a strange Ooh. time and place to see something like that too. How often do you go? How often do you go by that spot? Can you? Can you? Do you go we by? We never off? do. We we try. No, we never go by the spot. We tr- we actually particularly avoid that town in general because there's a lot of traffic from the college and no one knows how to drive and people are walking all over the place. So we don't go there at all. But the ride was like twenty dollars, so we said, okay, we'll just take the ride and drop off the food and leave. So this was completely new to me. You had a chance to, like, put your arm through a rift with, like, a camera on on your phone <laughs> and see another dimension, or probably, most often, <laughs> pro- a better dimension. I have no idea. Damn you. I, I, I even told David, I was like, I, we, we really should have stopped. I wish I, I had gotten a picture. I was in the middle of uh, texting Steve, actually, when everything happened. Oh, don't blame like, Steve. Don't blame I Steve because you didn't get a photo. I'm blaming Steve. It's, it's Steve's fault. <laughs> Shut up, no See, you can no longer say, you can no longer say, well, how come they didn't get a photo of it? You have a phone in your pocket. There you I go. I know, I know. And the other one was, um, we had a, another strange thing happen a few days ago, which I'm still trying to find a logical explanation for, and I'm not 100% on it. Like, I have some theories of a way that it could be logically explained, but I don't know. Okay, well, what um, happened and first? Was, and let's see if we if we can, de- you know, debunk it together. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, a few days ago, earlier this week, I want to say it was like Monday. Monday, David? Monday. Monday or Tuesday. Um, we were outside, you know, having our nightly cigarette or whatever, and I turned, and on top of our house, and the house is about three stories and there's there is a tree nearby but it's not really on the house um at the top of the house above where the neighbors live because we're on second floor they're on third floor i saw something kind of like a weird light gray peeking over the top of the house with like it almost looked like an arm or some kind of appendage hanging over the side like it was peeking down at us and as it kind of noticed that i made eye contact with whatever it was immediately retracted and backed up onto the roof and I couldn't see it. Whoa! Alright, so it interacted with you. Yeah, the minute it noticed that I saw it, it bolted back and I don't really know what it could have been. I'm trying to think of maybe did a raccoon get on the roof, but it didn't... It wasn't like... That wouldn't be the right size. It was a bit too big to be a raccoon. And that doesn't explain the longer, um, almost like an arm-like appendage hanging over the side, which you could think maybe it was a tail, but there was no stripes or bands on it. So I am trying to deduce that it couldn't have been a raccoon. There's How big was no the hand? way for it to get up on the roof. Um, it looked like if you took a someone who was maybe between 10 years old, like probably about like their size arm, I guess. And threw them up on a roof? Yeah. I've done that, yep. And <laughs> oh yeah, you've done that. You've, yeah. You just threw a ten-year-old on the roof. Hey, you got uh, it. Every now and then. But, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I I tried to figure out, you know, what other animals could have been, and I think uh, I think Josh said in the group maybe it was an owl, and there was no way oh. it was an owl. It had an arm, and it didn't look feathery. It kind of almost looked like maybe it had fur, but I couldn't really tell because it's too high up for me to see if it was like furry or smooth or anything. 
but it was a really strange light gray. All right, so you got and a I light didn't gray. See a face on it. You got you had a I light see gray. I face on it. I just saw the arm. All right, so you had a light gray, possibly furry, smaller humanish arm. So I'm assuming f- five fingers, right? I didn't see fingers. I just saw the appendage itself, like hanging. Okay. Like my my eyes aren't good enough to see the little fingers <laughs> all out high. And it, it came <laughs> and it came back up onto the roof. It was already on the roof. It was just kind of hanging over a little bit, like it, okay. If I could draw, if I could draw out the cutout, it was like if you had one arm out and you could see the arm, the shoulder, the neck, and the head, and that was it. Okay. But only from one side, so I would say like it would but be it, the left arm, left shoulder, neck, and head, and then it pulled itself back up and retreated. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, but it moved, right? So, all right, so it's not a branch. Yeah. I was gonna say because it, could it possibly have been a branch that fell on the roof and you were just seeing it for the no first time? No way. All right. There's, there's no way. It was not. It wasn't um, on that side of the roof. Uh, the the tree and the tree that's over there doesn't really have any larger branches or anything. It's a very green tree, so I it couldn't have been a branch because this was it looked like it was very um it was too solid like it looked like it had to have been like some kind of, a body of something like it, it was definitely a creature. Yeah, you got me. I don't really know what. You, you got me, but it, whatever I, it was I can't be good. I didn't really see a face or like just like any kind of facial description, so I don't know if it had like a snout or like a human type face or anything. I just saw a gray head, gray arm, gray shoulder piece, and it just yanked back really, really quick, like blink of an eye quick almost. But I watched it pull its arm up and bolt back. And unfortunately, we're not on the third floor, so it's not like if we ran up fast enough, we could hear something on the roof. Sure. Because that's not that's not our level, unfortunately. Well, if, all right. if we were, maybe I would have heard scurrying or something. Do you know who nothing. lives on the third floor? Um, no, they're they're kind of just renters from the house, oh, and okay. they keep to themselves. I was gonna say because yeah. the next time you see this thing, you could say to them, or you could just say to them, you know, regularly, just be like, "Hey, you ever hear anything weird up on your roof?" Just to see if they go, "Yeah, yeah, we hear something all the time." I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I have, I've got nothing for that one either. No, so I mean. So those were just the two recent weird experiences that happened this week. It was the weird creature thing that, uh, I, I don't know how to explain that, and then the weird rift thing that we saw over by the college campus. Yeah, no, that, the rift one, it, the rift one, it intrigues me because, you know, I've said it many a time. If Stitch was with me and I stepped into, like, the 1940s, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably stay. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I'm alternate. really annoyed that I didn't think to to, to stop or like I, I, if we weren't in the middle of of a, of a ride, we probably would have or I would have made David pull over so I can go check it out. But we were unfortunately in the middle of a delivery. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, you were working. You can't you can't fault yourself. But again, now you can't ever say to the next person, "How come you didn't take a picture of it?" So, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. No, this is awesome. See, this is the this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Kick the show off the right way, Stitch. It's cool, buddy. We're recording. It's kicking the show off the right way. I'm curious if like if any of the if any of our users like or any of any of the listeners like if anyone has ever seen or felt like they've seen a portal or something. Like I want to know because I need to know if like these things look the same possibly or if anyone else had this experience. I'd be curious to hear it. I have had people email me saying that they've seen portals but the portals they see genuine generally look like they're door shaped they're light they're different colored not necessarily light sometimes like a rainbow it's always shimmery it's a shimmery door shaped object 
that they think they can walk through. So, I mean, I don't know. I've never seen one, but that's what I've heard from a couple people that have listened to the show. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, again... I, I have nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> but again, who's to say that the door they're seeing isn't something that's completely different than the rift you're seeing? And who's to say that the rift you're seeing has nothing to do with the CERN Hadron, Hadron Collider rifts that a lot of people have seen since that thing sparked up? I mean, there's been other people that have said that they've seen a bend in time or a bend in space or a crack in time and a crack in space. So there seems to be different ones of these things. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know if that means like they just appear differently from people because their belief and the perspective forces you to see something differently possibly. I don't know. Or it's just a different way of, that, of that it being there. Me off guard. Yeah. I mean, who knows? There could yeah. be natural ones. There could be artificial ones from the Hadron Collider, CERN, whatever. So yeah, I mean, who knows? It's, but it is one of those weird-ass things that, uh, you know, it's hard to say should you have investigated it if you could have. Because, uh, right. as I think was Kelly who said, you know, if you put your arm through it, you could have got your arm ripped off. You never know. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. That, I walk through it. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put, yeah. No, no. Always put it, put your face through first. That's what I say. You know, if your face gets zapped off, then, you know, you shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> Well, I don't think you'd be able to after that. <laughs> well, hey, awesome. Again, thank you for calling, as always. I always love hearing from you guys. You know that. Uh, my plan is love just you, for... Kurt. What? No, we said love you, Kurt. Oh, I thought you said, oh, or could... Oh, yeah, well, I love you guys, too. Uh, and my plan is, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, to do a, uh, a Zoom chat on uh, maybe Sunday. Yes. So I will hit you guys up. Yes. Absolutely. I'll talk to you then. All righty. Bye now. And just for everybody that knows that um, when we do the Zoom chats, it's not like it's an exclusive group or anything. It's for everybody. I'll put it up on the Facebook page or I'll put it up on uh, the Patreon page. It's usually where I do it. And it's um, I'm going to try doing the, the Facebook chat version of it instead of the Zoom chat so we can last longer. But it's so that everybody can kind of just get together, sometimes shoot the shit, never talk about anything paranormal, sometimes only talk about weird paranormal stuff. Um most of the time just get watch lash get drunk i mean it's it's always a good time but uh wait what is this what is the number it's it's i can't make this sign any bigger peter it's right here so anyhow susan you're here i'm so glad to see you peter you're here good to, good to talk to you as well Lori, you made it yes you did make it even so uh there's so many people here i love it my buddy Corey from back in the day is here i went to high school with Corey. Uh, so, you know, you made it, man. It's, what, 8.30 your time? Awesome. So, you, just in case you guys didn't see it, it is Stitch Shirt. So, there you go. Stitch Shirt for you guys. I'm with Sam for the first time in 100 days because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, no, COVID will do that to you guys. Anyhow, all right, before we get to the next caller, I mean, if callers, if you want to call in, please feel free. But I do have two things that I want to talk about on this episode. So, first and foremost... There is a new photo circulating of the of Nessie from the Loch Ness, the Loch Ness quote-unquote monster. I posted it onto the Facebook page with the thing saying, real, probably fake, because frankly, it's too good to believe. And guess what? Well, a new photo showing a mystery creature swimming in Loch Ness has sparked new interest in Nessie, the long-necked pleosaur-like cryptid rumored to inhabit, not rumored, the Loch's dark and an egg enigmatic depths. All right, whatever. Here's just one problem. The image 
has been digitally manipulated. That's right. Not surprising to anybody that's seen this photo. It is too good to be true. Hey, Seth, how you doing? It is too good to be true. According to an investigation conducted by the Loch Ness Mystery Blog, the image first appeared in mid-June in a Facebook group. It was taken, he said, supposedly, when a uh, when a guy visited named guy named Steve Carrington visited Loch Ness in September of 2019. As he was taking photographs, he claims to have spotted a ripple in the water, followed by appearance of an aquatic creature, which he claims to have captured in one of his photos. And he goes on to say that uh, the guy that took the photo that he didn't believe in the Loch Ness monster. Bob, frankly, I think if anything, there it's a large uh, it's a logical explanation, but. It turns out that that photo is indeed a catfish, a photoshopped catfish photo, specifically this catfish. And they actually have a photo. I wish I could like turn that monitor so you can see it. Specifically, a very specific photo of a catfish, of a man lifting up this ginormous flipping catfish. Hey, Peter, give me two seconds. So there's a guy yeah, that's sir. holding up a 286 pound catfish in this photo. And they actually just photoshopped the back of that catfish onto the Loch Ness Monster. There you go. So, that photo that was making the rounds is fake. Okay, well, let's let's move on to a caller. We got Peter on the line. How you doing, Peter? Hey, I, I have a story about you. I don't know if it was a UFO. It was a shadow. But it's a, it's a short story, but it's a true story. Okay, so love to I'll hear it. Start now. Yeah, um, in around, around, I guess, 2011... Me and my girlfriend were traveling from Tennessee to um, to California, and I think we were in Death Valley. We were in some horrible desert, and all of a sudden, there was on the ground. There was just a, it was all shadow, and there was no clouds um, above. And um, how could like what could it be a shadow of? And we we were on the shadow for about ten minutes. And then we saw the edges, and it was just a straight edge, like, I guess, like a craft or some kind of machine. And we exited the shadow. So I don't know if it was a portal. I don't know if it was a UFO. But that's my short story, and it's totally true. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. You saw saw a UFO. You saw a shadow. Uh, What what makes you think it was a portal? Well, well, I I think it was a portal because... Was there any lost time? Was there... What made them yeah, think it was no a portal? Time. Huh? What made them think it was a portal? Oh, just that someone told me it could have been a portal whenever I told them the story. Other than that, I didn't really think it was a portal. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. And, and how it long... could have been. <laughs> I mean, it could be... Huh? Any... Sure, yeah. It could be anything. How long were... How long did you see the, the shadow in the sky? We... For probably seven to ten minutes. Me, oh, wow. Me and my girlfriend, we... we... Yeah, it was like seven to ten minutes. The, the whole ground was covered in a shadow. And and me and my girlfriend, we didn't even talk about it. We were so frightened. We just kind of looked at each other and we were like, do you see that? And, and there was no cloud? Yes, there yes. was no cloud right above it? Because, you know, like sometimes those yeah. really thick, you know, billowy clouds. I don't know clouds, but you know what I mean? They'll, they'll cast a shadow on just a specific part of the ground below them. It wasn't anything like that? Um, not that I know of, uh, I'd be, I'd be willing to, um, accept any explanation that, <laughs> uh, that I don't know, cause, I mean, I don't, it, it, maybe it wasn't a UFO, but we, but we, we saw it, we kind of like, 
got kind of scared, and then we looked up, and we're like, there are no clouds. All right, and so there's no clouds just, in the sky. We didn't talk about it. What shape uh, was the shadow? Yeah, it was... It covered the whole ground, so it wasn't any shape until we exited the shadow. And when we exited the shadow, it was a, it was like a straight line, like like a straight line and then sun. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. So it definitely wasn't a cloud. There was nothing else in the sky. Was... Yeah, yeah. It couldn't have been a cloud. You're right. It couldn't have been a cloud because why would a cloud be straight? I, I haven't really, really even thought about it that much. I just. I was listening to your show, and I was reminded of it. Yeah, no, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's the kind of thing that, that I love to hear about. One of those things where you, you know, you were smart enough to try and, and um, debunk stuff. You were trying to check off the list of what it couldn't be, and that's what I recommend to anybody. Uh, wait, what year was this? This was, like, 2011. It was, uh, I don't know if it was, I don't know what month, but it was no, 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 that's fine. 2010, 2011. All right, 2011, yeah. okay. The only thing I could recommend is I would check with MUFON to see if MUFON had any, if you can kind of pinpoint a month. It doesn't have to be a specific date, but pinpoint a month and then contact MUFON to see if they have any UFOs reported in that area or descriptions like kind of what you saw in that area to see if maybe other people saw it as well. That's a good idea. The thing the thing is, I, I think there was there's no population. I think it was like Death Valley because it was just desert and more desert and more desert and then a shadow and then and then sun. yeah so it's not like it was a tree or a tall building or anything like that oh, so God. yeah yeah huh and uh i guess i guess i could tell a different part of the story that it was kind of eerie um i guess a year later i visited my father in uh in florida and i told him about it and i don't remember what he said back to me but he said something back to me like he knew what it was and he um he worked with government people so but he he was very secretive so, so that kind of i wigged me out a little bit wait so your, I, your dad your dad um your dad worked in the government secret government uh, well he no 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 he worked uh, he was a civil servant in new york oh but okay he, but he I, I just have a feeling he knew a lot of people because he was so secretive but it could it could be my projection on it Oh, he, sure, sure. he worked for, he, yeah, he worked in New York City as a civil servant in, like, upper middle management. Listener Rodney had a really good point. He said, the way optics work, if the cloud was high enough, its shadow could have a straight shadow. Considering the human eye can't see the entire shadow at once. And I get exactly what he's saying. That's what I was asking. If there was any clouds in the sky, I can get exactly what he's saying. And depend, And he's right. Depending on the time of day, the clouds could have been way the hell over there. But because the way the sun was coming... The shadows way the hell over where you were. So it could actually, he's right, Rodney's right. It could actually be a cloud that was either way up in the sky or way off to either, you know, the west or the east, depending on what time of day it was. Well, I'm happy to know that it could have been an optical illusion. <laughs> I've, I've always thought about it. Hey. Or I haven't always thought about it, but I, I think about it from time to time. Oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, no, but that's, hey, that's the whole, that's the whole point of these kinds of shows is that other people can think of, you know, it's those things where you got to check off the list. Is it definitely what it was? No, we don't know. We probably never know because it happened to you once that, you know, that long ago. But it could be. And that's basically what I love about, uh, you know, doing this show. It could be something very scientific, something very regular. Or it could be something that we don't know. So, yeah, I dig it. Uh, cool. cool. Hey, man, 
Yeah, again, it was always good All talking. Right. It's good talking to you. Uh, keep me posted about when you get everything set up at your house, though. I, I, I'm I'm eager to to hear your setup. Yeah, sure. I'll probably write you and and, uh, and ask you what I should get. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. What, hey. What it works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hit me up, man. I'm here for you. All right, great. All right, good talking to you, Peter. All right. Bye. All right, two good calls in a row. I can't explain any of them, but I mean. It's not my job to explain. Look, I just host the show. I'm not explaining him. I don't know what the hell's going on. But glad to see that Sean Bishop has joined the crowds. It's always the way. Mm. Ashley is here as well. Boy, we got a lot of people. I love it. Let's see what else we got going on. Edith says, I'm trying to catch up on your videos and the podcast. Edith, take your time. They're going to be there. Plus, when you get caught up, then you got to wait like everybody else does. Right now, you can kind of like, you know, chug through them. But there's only like 140 of them out there. So, you know, pace yourself. I can only do so much. Just in case you just joined us on this live chat, I'm going to do two episodes tonight. This one that you're watching now and one at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So, you know, save your calls. I don't know. Anyhow, let me get back into paranormal news because I wanted to bring up something. Hey, Sean, happy birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday. Happy Friday to you, my brother. Uh, or happy birthday. I don't care. It, it, time doesn't exist anymore. For all I know, it is your birthday, Sean. I have no idea. Only thing I know, only reason I know it's Friday is because the day job. If it wasn't for the day job, I wouldn't know what the hell day it was. Steven, Dave said hi. Well, hi right back at them. I'm always glad to hear from them. Keeping with Nessie for just a minute longer. So I told you one the story about the fake Nessie photo, about the catfish that was photoshopped in to a Nessie photo, but American Nessie spotter claims her second sighting this year of something unexplained on Loch Ness. That's right, an American Nessie spotter claims to have seen the mythical creature for the second time in two months. She's taken up all the Nessie spottings. So, you know, save some Nessie spottings for the rest of us, for God's sakes. She says, it brings a, uh, or they say, it brings the total number of reported sightings of something unexplained in the Loch Ness so far this year to what? They don't say to what. It brings the total number of reported sightings of something unexplained in the Loch Ness so far this year. Then there's a period. Awesome. Great story. <clears throat> but her name is Kaylin Wangle of Oregon. She was watching the lock's webcam on June 3rd when she caught sight of something black, a, like a black object, moving across the water. During the 10-minute sighting, the objects change shape and goes under the water and comes back up again. Splashing also seems to be visible. So, again, you can go to LochNessSightings.com to see about all the official sightings. Is that where the webcam is as well? Doesn't say... Look, Google Loch Ness webcams. They're out there. I've watched them myself. But the point of this whole story is, the reason I loved this one, besides that she's seen him twice, she's seen Nessie twice, you can spot Nessie from home. You don't have to be in Loch Ness anymore. You can do it from home. And the 10-minute video, yes, that's right, Kaylin Wangle. The 10-minute video is, I'll put it right here in the, in the chat right now, but it's up on... Um, YouTube, yeah, it's up on YouTube, and I'll put the YouTube clip in the uh, the Facebook page as well, but it is interesting. They're not wrong. There is something in that video. I don't know what it is, but, oh, here we go. It's lochness.co.uk. There you go, lochness.co.uk. Uh, the video does show something in the background. 
kind of hard to say what it is. It could be a wave, maybe, but there does seem to be something black moving across from, I think it's left to right. So take a look at the video. Tell me what you guys think. Make sure, if you want to watch, if you want to spot Nessie, now is the time to do it. Because you can spot Nessie from home. You can see cryptids. You can spot cryptids and UFOs from home. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about something that UFO thing that you can legally do as well, which is really neat. Uh, I have an interview with somebody, but I don't want to spoil that. Uh, but anyhow, take a look. Tell me what you guys think. Uh, cheers if you're drinking. Drink along. That's the best way to, you know, enjoy this show. Josh. Hey man, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to make your your private thing kind of public even more so. But uh, Josh, thinking about you, love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Don't even worry, don't thank me. Thank you, Josh. You're the best. Uh, stay strong as well. I love that. Anyhow, let's get into a couple of listener paranormal stories that they wanted me to read on this episode. The first one says. I'm not sure if this is the proper place to share a story. It is. This one's from Daniel, by the way. I've seldom shared these events, and only today listened to your podcast on sleep paralysis and figured you may appreciate them. They're entirely real, at least from my perception. I love that he added that. Roughly in early 2005, I began experimenting with astral projection via breathing exercises and meditation. I've never had a out-of-body experience, at least that I was aware of. However, I did have some odd occurrences. My first sleep paralysis episode, I, be, I had been sleeping on my cousin's couch for the night. I performed the breathing exercise slash meditation almost every night before sleep, and this night was no different. I woke around 1 a.m. paralyzed. I could move nothing but my eyes. My breathing was labored, but nothing overtly memorable. And after I regained feeling in my body, I got up for several minutes and shortly went back to sleep. During this time period... I remember being able to take brief naps accompanied by odd and exciting dreams and would wake feeling uh, feeling fresh and rejuvenated as if I had a full night's rest. Before my second and final sleep paralysis episode, I had been sleeping in my bed. I slowly faded into consciousness. Everything was the brightest white, but not uncomfortable. My entire body was vibrating as if sand was gently being sprinkled on every atom of my being. That's a good description. Attempting to describe the feeling is difficult without sounding hippy-dippy, but it was most content feeling I've ever experienced. Ever. I wasn't happy or sad, or I can't explain it other than just absolutely, irrevocably, peaceful contentment. Realizing, realizing the impossibility of this coming statement, I distinctly remember gently floating down to lay on my back in the bed. So from the time I became aware of the time to the time my back touched the bed, it felt like I drifted down maybe two feet. I laid in my bed for several minutes after, soaking up the remnants of that feeling, opening my eyes, and that was it. It felt great, but I could not. Uh, but I also bereft that I couldn't go back to that feeling. On to the really juicy one. I came to consciousness one night par uh, paralyzed. The room was dark, but there was a street lamp outside that would cast some orange light outside my bedroom window. To the left side, near the bottom of my bed, I saw a silhouette cast against the orange light. You know the scary girl from the movie The Ring? That's what my mind associated with the form. A girl with long, wet hair covering her face, facing me. Now, I could see no details. It was an absolute silhouette, pure darkness. But I had the most acute, piercing feeling 
that she was staring into my soul. In the previous story, I mentioned the most peaceful feeling I've ever experienced. Well, this was the most terrified I have ever been, and to this day, have ever been. My heart was trying to break free of my chest. My breath was tight and rapid in my throat. At this time, I had a super sweet, super sweet water bed with the headboard on the side of the bed to my right against the wall. I lived on a street colloquially called Eight Ball Alley, so not the best neighborhood, and kept a pistol on the headboard that I was desperately trying to reach, but my muscles just wouldn't respond. I struggled to reach the pistol with every intention of ventilating this dark creature. She, it, whatever, lapping up every ounce of fear, primordial fear that oozed from every pore of my body, and then after what seemed like minutes in this twilight zone of sheer horror, I wiggled my toes. More and more, I could move my toes. This evil terror stripped the soul from my body evaporating, my muscles now completely under my control, I crawled out of bed, kicked every light on in the apartment, smoked about a pack of cigarettes, not to sleep again that night. Fifteen years later, I still can't fall asleep on my back, even though I've not since attempted astral projection. I presume that because these events only occurred while I had the earnest, earnestly practiced meditation and breath control, that it is entirely possible to condition oneself to get in the zone. I suppose intentionally hit the right vibrations. Yep, 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 yep. It really is a... Sean Bishop just wrote, you know, that is a good description. It really is a great description of astral projection and sleep paralysis. And yeah, I think, I truly think that um, messing with astral projection can lead to amazing things. It could also lead to some shady stuff as well. I had a friend of mine that um, she would astral project. She had the ability to tell people what was in their room, the way they were sleeping, if they had left the TV on, what was on the TV. When she astral projected, and she said it was like there was a silver line or rope or whatever connected to her belly button back to her real physical self. And she said she also, or not also, she always had the feeling that... If she didn't get back into her body quick enough or at a right time, that something else could slide in. She was always aware that there was something else that seemed to be wanting to get into her, but as long as that connection was strong, they couldn't get into her body when she asked her projected. She also said that the rooms or, or what she saw looked hollow, not green like... Like, you know, like in the Matrix, when they're looking at the Matrix through the green and it's all like hollow, like lines. Not like that, but the hollow lines part, not the green fady stuff, but the hollow lines part. But she said it still looked exactly like it looked in quote unquote real life. And that's how she knew how to get to other people's places. She would follow the same route that she would follow if she was driving to their house. So there is something to that connection of astral projection and inviting shit in. It could be awesome. It could be fun. It's a cool experience. You can spy on your friends. But while you're doing that, you might be letting some dark shit in. You might be notifying some dark shit that your body is quote-unquote uninhabited. So just something to think about. All righty. Let me see. Let me go back to the the, uh, the thread. Kelly Hines says, uh, not paranormal, but I had some kid about 13 knock on my door at 1145 the other night. First thought was black-eyed kids, but I could see the whites. I looked pretty close. Be thankful 
it was not a black-eyed child. Oh, Sean Bishop says, yeah, the silver cord. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And, he, and again, Sean described it as being a rider. And I kind of dig that description. Actually, that's a better way of describing it. I like that one a lot, Sean. That there is something, a rider, trying to jump onto your, your body, jump into your body. Uh, just like Insidious. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen Insidious, Lauren. I'll be honest. I don't think I've seen it. Um, I, I guess I need to check it out. All righty. Let's see. Uh, woke me up and here I am alone just moved a month ago. Uh, Todd says, that's why when it's taught as part of a curriculum, you banish first and after. It's relatively safe under most conditions. And then Sean said, yeah, exactly. Like leaving the keys on a running car. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly the way I can't do it. So I don't know. Or I don't think I can do it, but that's the way it's described quite a bit. That yeah, you know, you're there's actually they they might be giant song called "Left My Body." Listen to that. That's a you know an awesome song. But yeah, it's kind of like leaving your body behind while you go out and adventure, but you're leaving your body behind that something else could jump into. No hitchhikers. Yeah, I agree. Just say no to hitchhikers. It is bad. The paranormal hitchhikers are the worst. Alrighty, let's, uh, the, the phone lines are open. In case you can't see it, it is 818-732-9399. Hi, Stitch. Alright, let's, uh, let me read one more because I got some great listener stories that I wanted to share that they asked me to share. Katrina says, Hi, Kurt, just listened to your premonition episode and wanted to share a few that I've had in my life. I love a good premonition story. You guys know that. One that is significantly stuck out significantly stuck out to me was when I was in middle school. I was riding the bus to school in the morning and I was half asleep and I was dreaming that I sh that I was shot violently and it was really scary. Like woke up gasping kind of dream. When I got to school, I managed I mentioned it to a couple of friends that that I felt weird and then I had a really scary daydream kind of thing on the way to school and thought nothing of it. Then I went to my multimedia class, and I immediately saw the Virginia Tech shooting was breaking news. Uh, she says, I didn't grow up with guns, had no experience with them, or fears of them for that matter, but it was very scary, and I still think about that dream and how vivid it was to this day. Another premonition I had was about four years ago when I had a car accident. I used to be a delivery driver for a pizza place, and all day I just kept having the feeling that I was going to get in an accident, and I didn't know why. It was a really slow day. The streets were fine, so I had no reason to worry. But I even told my wife that I kept feeling that I was going to have an accident. About two hours after I got off the phone with her, I flipped the truck that I was driving. I'm a fairly safe driver. Never had been in an accident before. Haven't been in one since. I wasn't driving crazy. It was completely normal. I was on a back road and a curve came out of nowhere and I flipped my truck. So scary, and my wife has taken every prediction I've said since as gospel, basically. Anybody that has premonitions like that, and they come true, start listening to them. Tell your family, tell your friends, they should start listening to them too. I've said it a million times. Anybody, any listener that has a premonition about me, let me know. Good or bad, let me know. Because um, I'll take the warnings. I'll take premonition warnings every freaking time. Because that shit scares the hell out of me. That was from Katrina. Amazing email, Katrina. I, and like I said, I love a good premonition story. I think the premonitions are some of the best stories out there. Because again, if you can figure out... It's just like astral projection. If you can figure out how to do it. If you can figure out how to, how to hone in and listen to that. Come on. 
You might not, like, win the lotto with it, but you could save a life with it. I mean, that's just creepy as hell. Yeah, I love it. Alrighty, let's see. We only had two callers. Uh, you know, I love at least three or four calls. Sean says, speaking of premonition warnings, Dave wants to know, how's Margaret? What? Dave, I want to know more about what you're what you're asking. Jeff says for a long time I could write down I would write down my premonitions. Whoa, wait, it just jumped. Wait, where'd it go? What the hell? Jeff, where'd that comment go? That was awesome. I was just about to read it and it just disappeared. Jeff jumped to another dimension. It was he was there a second ago. Alright, in the meantime, anybody wanna call? If not, I'm gonna move back on over to uh listener stories. Marisa Maria says, yeah, but when you do the premonitions and you tell people you tell somebody you don't want people to think you're crazy. I have people look at me like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> or calling me a witch or evil, among other things. And I'm only and I'm only here very few people in my life that actually listen to me. Or you have a premonition and you don't know where it fits until it's too late. I think that's the worst. You know what? I hear that a lot, Maria, that people have premonitions. They don't know what that exact premonition is until it's too late. I know exactly what you mean by that, Maria, completely. The voice thing screwed up. Let me rewrite it. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. I would like to, uh, I'd like to read it. Caller, you are on the air. Oh, wait, are you not on speaker? Hold on. Try that again. Sorry. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, who's this? Seth. Seth. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Good. Uh, I just got like four quick stories if you're down to hear. Uh, yeah, man, totally. Uh, first one is like, I saw like a shadow person when, um, me and my like band we played like years ago um it was like half a second i saw this like shadow thing reach for a painting above my friend's bed and it just like grabbed it and like threw it across and hit the other side of the wall Whoa. So, like, kinda, like spooked everybody out <laughs> uh well um, yeah i mean um, if it didn't spook everybody out i'd be like who are you hanging out with man what the hell I know, I feel like we summoned this thing or i don't know he didn't like the music or or what <laughs> but <laughs> That's the worst um, kind of critic, is a shadow person critic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he, I guess he didn't like the painting, but... Um, <laughs> uh, another story is uh, my dad's house. The beginning when we first moved in, um, was, there was some weird stuff that would happen. Um, uh, I was, We heard some noises from the garage one night. Um, I was in the living room by myself, and it, which is connected to the kitchen, and then to the kitchen uh, you could enter the garage. So I heard this loud bang one night watching TV, and I was like, that's weird. Um, so a couple minutes go by, and then another louder bang happens. And so I was like, what the hell is happening? So I go to my dad, and I'm like, hey, um, you know, I heard two bangs. Did you hear anything? And he's like, no. And I was like, you want to come out and see if it happens again? And then so we're like listening for three seconds, and then the loudest one just happened. It was, like, the third loudest thing. We're, like, what the hell? So we, like, you know, grab that and, like, yeah. we, like, go to the outside of the garage to see. He's, like, okay, I'm going to click the button and see what happens. You know, something's in there, you know? And then so we click it. It starts shaking the garage as it's opening up. And his motorcycle handlebar is, like, connected onto it somehow. And he's, like, what the hell? There's, like, nothing in there. He was like, there's no way that could have tipped over. I had the kickstand, and there was stuff surrounding it. So that was weird. Wait, so the um, motorcycle was over on its side? It was like the handlebar somehow latched onto the garage door, and it, it like, hooked on to where it was, like, shaking the garage door as we opened it up. Yeah, but what caused and, the three bangs, though? Huh? But what caused the three bangs? 
Exactly. Why why three <laughs> things? If anything, it can just throw once. Yeah, no, I'm you know, with you, man. Was, what the hell? Yeah. And uh, another story is like uh, one day he, he was home alone and uh, I was in high school and uh, it was during lunch and he, he heard the door open, door shut, footsteps go to the kitchen and some silverware moving around. Um, and he's like, hey, what the, he like yelled at me. He's like, Steph, what are you doing home? You should be at school. And, uh, you know, no answer. So he goes out to the kitchen and there's nobody there, you know, and he's like, what the, and then he like looked at the outside, see if my car was outside. There's no car. And then, uh, so he texted me, he's, he's like, hey, did he come and leave? So I was like, no, I've been at school all day. Really? <laughs> Now, wait, now, he didn't yeah. actually see you, though, or hear your voice or anything. He just assumed it was you because he heard movement? Yeah, he heard the door open, he heard footsteps go to the kitchen, and, you know, it's a common thing because I've actually uh, been home alone by myself, too. There's something about being home alone during the day at the house the first couple of years, but I heard the same thing. My grandma would come home, uh, come there on and out sometimes, and uh, I was in the bathroom, and I heard, like, her little suitcase come in and then same thing footsteps to the kitchen and then silverware moving around in cupboards being opened and shut just normal and uh so i was like oh my grandma must be there i walked out and nobody was there her car was nothing and i was i was alone <laughs> and it, all right so this is a this was a semi-common occurrence then yeah uh it's one of his friends uh heard something too like an older lady say hello and then come in and footsteps silverware and then some other people felt like they were uncomfortable in the living room at night sometimes. Oh, really? Over, but I, yeah, and then my dad, sometimes he'll watch TV and you'll hear the front door, like, lock get uh, shimmy a little. Like, it'll, like, shimmy, like somebody's trying to pick it or something. And his his dog would always look at it. But um, Any idea who lived yeah, in the house prior to you? Uh, some older lady. He never really looked into it. I always kept going and looked into it, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. She might have passed into the passed in the house. That'd be but, my uh, guess. There yeah. used to be a door. Uh, there used to be a screen door and an older door, and we changed that. So maybe we kind of like stopped something or made something worse. I don't know. Well, I mean, they always say. I mean, that's that, that age-old thing about the paranormal that no. I mean, obviously, no one's an expert, but you know, quote unquote, experts say that if you do construction, it can you know upset things or or you know increase some activity in an already paranormal active house uh i i typically yeah. i honestly think that it they don't really care about construction in the house because they're either seeing it the same way i mean you always hear about ghosts walking through walls but there used to be a door there or walking down a flight of stairs that are no longer there so i i think that yeah. it's just that kind of thing like she just lived there forever and you're probably hearing residual unless Unless it's interacting with your noises, like if you, you know, if you hear something and you call out and then it scurries or makes another noise, if it seems interactive, that's one thing. My my guess is that most paranormal activity that people hear, though, is residual. It's just, you know, they've been there for so long, going through the same routine for so many years that they're just continuing that routine. Yeah, some weird, like, break in time or something. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. there were ghost experience or I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, definitely funny. I, I'm not scared of the place, but it doesn't even do anything anymore. So, you know, that's, cool. that's all hey, I got. That's all my stories. Dude, all you got, those were awesome. Are you kidding me? I, I would love to know. I mean, obviously, you don't know anymore about the banging in the in the garage, but 
I mean, what the hell can yeah. cause three big bangs in a garage and then move a motorcycle? I mean, that's crazy cool. Yeah, definitely pretty weird. I love it. Dude, thank you so much. Well, uh, you know what? I want to make sure I got your name right because the phone broke up right when you said your name. Sam? Uh, Seth. Seth. All right, cool. Because I want to thank you for calling at the end of the show. I want to make sure I get your name right. Seth, thank you so much. That was an awesome call, dude. That was cool. Wait, oh, wait. Yeah, Hold on. You, Before I let you go, because I hadn't I hadn't done it. I didn't do it with, um, well, Sarah, I always talk to her, but with Peter. But I'm going to ask you, before I let you go, do you have any other paranormal activity? Have you ever seen a UFO? Have you ever uh, seen, a, you know, anything else? Any cryptids? Well, no, I, you know, I wish that stuff. But you were just talking about sleep paralysis, and that kind of looked like the shadow person I saw. See? Um, but, yeah, where the little lady like comes over your body you know and you like the whole outer body experience that thing yeah yep. that's kind of freaky i've had that yeah no, oh you no really you've had that as well yeah that was pretty scary where she comes out starting in the corner you know it's like cool. it's just your room but there's a darker darker part out of the already dark room in that corner she came out of the corner you know hunched over me i couldn't speak i was paralyzed so i had that experience you know, not a fun experience, but... God, no, no. Sleep paralysis is the worst. I don't wish that on my worst... Well, maybe on my worst enemy. I don't wish that on most people, though. <laughs> like, that's just the worst. That sounds terrifying. Well, hey... Oh, yeah. She, I, she was, like, locked eyes into your soul or something. You're just like, what the fuck? Get me out of here. <laughs> nope. Nope. Do not want. Never. Holy yeah. shit. Well, hey, thanks, Seth. Thank you so much for calling. That was awesome, man. Yeah, Please. Thanks, man. Love your, uh, love your show. Oh, thank oh. you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Call in any time. I really appreciate it. Cool, man. All thank right. you. Bye. Uh, let's see. We have uh, Rodney says, looks like you need to change the bulb. It's actually, it's this stupid webcam. This webcam, when it's trying to focus, sometimes it'll brighten up, sometimes it'll darken. The, the light's not flickering in here. It, it has a little automatic timer on this LED bulb, so it'll come on at 5 o'clock and change the color. But after that... Any light stuff that you're seeing, because it's a brand new bulb, is probably on the camera. That's at least my guess. Uh, Ashley asks, how long will you be holding today's show? Well, I'm going to go for as long as I got callers, and then I'm going to call it quits, because I got another show tonight at 8 p.m. Two live shows, just for you guys. And Jeff said, for a long time, I would write down my premonitions and give them to my mother or other family members. At first, it seemed weird, but as things came true and they were in my writing... It verified that what I was seeing in my head. Don't ever be afraid to write it down and share it with somebody. Put the date on it and share it. You may be quite surprised. Yes, L. yes, I knew, Jeff. I knew that's what you're going to say. Not because it was a premonition, because we had talked about it on a Zoom chat. Yes, I 100% agree with, with Jeff. If you have premonitions, things start coming true. Write it down. Share it with somebody. Text it to somebody. Email it to yourself. Whatever. But keep mindful of it, because again, the more you keep, the more mindful you keep of it, it seems like you can get more and more premonitions. And again, more premonitions are, well, I guess I shouldn't say are never a bad thing, but are, are in my opinion, having any kind of premonitions is a good thing. Uh, back to Sean Burke. Ah, okay, that's why you'd said the name Margaret and me. Okay, I guess not. I guess not. We're going on to another caller. I love it. Caller, you are on the air. Caller hung up. Oh, no. All right, whoever that was, please call me back. It's me. It's Kurt. It's just me. Don't be afraid. You had called earlier. So, you know, give us a call. 
732-9399. There's even an exclamation and call in now. So call in. Trust me. It's just me. I'm cool. And by the way, hi, Kelly. Dave says, uh, sometimes you're too late to give the premonitions warnings to a person. That is true, but if you write it down or text yourself or email yourself or whatever, you have that record of it, of it being a premonition and it might not help the person that you need to help, but again, it's making note of that premonition. Rodney says, I trust my dreams. If I remember something bad, I'll avoid and try my best to avoid it happening in real life. That's good. You should 100%. Yes, 100% do that. He says, he goes on to say, no one I work with believes me though. Even when I'm right and predict stuff, they just claim it was always coincidence. Mm, that pisses me off. How many things need to happen from like someone having premonitions? Did we ever figure out what the pretext of premonitions are? Premonate? I think it's premonate. I'm going to keep saying premonate. Uh, look, if you keep having premonitions... Sooner or later, even the most skeptical person is going to have to believe you if you keep getting shit right and you can prove it. Flashing video quality, really? I think it's, I really think it's the camera. I think it's the camera's trying to uh, figure out what's going on. Sorry, everybody. Jess says, I love that shirt. The stitch shirt with multiple stitches and on the back as well. Thank you, by the way. Uh, I love, I love my stitch shirt as well. Popping in real quick, is that a stitch on your shirt? Yes, it is, Eek. Yes, it is. Kimmy asks, does anyone believe in ley lines? Very interesting. I'm actually writing an episode or doing an episode about ley lines in the near future. It's one of the ones I'm writing right now. There's a road by me where two, teen where two teenagers jumped their car and only, and only one got pulled out to safety, the other passed. Same road, I hit a full-size deer with my motorcycle and I, not the deer, came out unscathed then before that, I had a different bike that always wanted to quit running on that road. What's the theory of ley lines? Is my TV on? No. Did my TV come on? No, my TV's off. If my TV came on, someone please let me know. But it's off right now. Uh, ley lines are very interesting. There seems to be common threads of ley lines, quartz deposits, limestones deposits, underground water passages, just like with hauntings and these ley lines seem to be you know the same kind of a thing where like i think benedict canyon might be a ley line or laurel canyon laurel canyon i think laurel canyon might be uh what is it benedict canyon or laurel canyon whatever whatever canyon i can't think of it sean bishop if you're still on here let me know that uh, the omen house is on i think that is a ley line because it seems to be very thinly veiled between the other side and our side and I think that ley lines are just that. I think they're just thinly veiled spots on the planet. Naturally thinly veiled spots to either alter dimensions or the other side, whatever you want to call it. But again, ley lines from what I've been finding so far, and again, I'm just early in the episode, uh, writing the episode, seem to be residual hauntings, seem to be recordings after recordings after recordings. So it's interesting that you're having different objects being affected by the ley lines it's interesting but i'm still working on it so when as i as i catch up on it I'll... caller you are on the air hey how are you hey who's this it's kurt no i'm kurt who's this <laughs> how you doing kurt no, not good how are you good good now is it kurt with a k or is it kurt with a c kurt with a k all right that's fine we got one of each now i like this <laughs> Yeah, I had an out-of-body. This is probably late 2000s, maybe 2007. 
I went to bed, my wife and I, and I woke up and I was looking down at us sleeping, but I got up and I was on my elbow, on my left elbow, looking to my wife and I was trying to get back like somebody was in my body. I was trying to get back in and I had that stereotypical sleep paralysis. And oh wow! So you had you have a, you have a combo thing. You have an out of body. You have a feeling that somebody's in your body, and you had sleep paralysis. Right. I couldn't. I knew somebody was in my body because it was looking at my wife, and I couldn't get back in. And oh, my wife is right here too. Her name's Curry. Hi. 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 I'm sorry that he's having creepy dreams while you're in bed with uh, his empty body. It was creepy when it was looking at me, too, because I could tell it wasn't him. Oh, wow. Wait, so you were awake. You woke up. I did, because it was weird, because uh, he was, you know, he up on one elbow, and he was just staring at me, and it, it just didn't look normal. I, I was, it was yelling at him to wake up. Yeah, and when, when she started, when she started, like, she said, what, what are you doing? Why, why are you looking at me that way? And then I got, like, warped back into my body. Holy crap. Yeah, it was scary. It, was, it only happened one time, but it was scary. Hey, yeah, you know what? Know. One time is too many as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. But wow. That, that, was the, that was the only one for that. I had, I had one other experience, too, where... I lifted out of my body, but it's nothing exciting or anything. And then I got scared, and I, like, dropped right back in. But. Oh, wait, I'm glad you said that. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, Kurt, because that was the other thing I wanted to mention about astral projection is that everybody says that the second you get scared, it sucks you right back in. So I'm glad you said that. Thank you for saying that. Um, were you trying to yeah. astral project, though? No, I was... I meditate, and... I was meditating in the beginning of trying to meditate and do the whole thing, you know? Yep. And I started lifting out of my body when I was meditating that night, and that's when I got scared, and then I just, like, dropped right back in. But Holy crap. Now, have you tried Have you tried since you had that weird out-of-body experience something else was in your body, or no? No. That's pro <laughs> probably <laughs> smart. I don't think your wife would want you to do it again, so that's probably smart. <laughs> No, she was really freaked out by One husband is enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, how long ago was this um, out-of-body experience? Probably around 2007. Wow, and she stuck with you. That, all right, good honor. Like, that, that'd be enough for me to be like, yeah. nope, you got to go. You're not sleeping in the bed anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's all awesome. Right. Well, wait. That's all I got. No, wait. Before I let you go, even though you said that's all you got, because everybody says that, and then I ask, and they go, "Oh, well, I have one more thing," and it's usually awesome. You've never had, you've never seen a ghost in that house. You've never had shadow people. Nothing else weird has ever happened from either of you. I'm more in tune with stuff. I've I've seen and heard things. I mean, this is when we were up north in Connecticut at a condo, but oh, okay. I'm I'm more in tune with that. She really doesn't believe in a lot of that stuff. It's not so. that I don't believe. It's just I mean, I'm one of those seeing is believing. But I, I will say sometimes our cats just are sitting there looking at something, and it's like they're watching something and looking at something, and there's absolutely nothing there. There's no bugs or anything like that. Yep. So I, I think sometimes that they can see presences that we can't. Oh, I 100% I agree with that. I've said that before, that animals can definitely see stuff that we are not seeing. So let me ask you this then. If you're a skeptic, 
How do you explain what happened that night where you said that was definitely not my husband looking at me? You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying I, see, he says I don't believe. I, I'm, it's not that I don't believe. I just don't know what to believe. I don't know what anything is. I don't know if there really is something. Um, and, you know, I don't know if he was just having a bad nightmare because he has, you know, he won't sit and tell you this, but he does have some bad nightmares sometimes where sure. I have to, you know, yell at him and wake him up. You know, he was in the service, so I'm sure he's seen some stuff. So who knows? It could be some kind of, you know, PTSD or something no. like that. And you know what? You, you might be right. That's a very rational way of thinking about it. And I like that. I really like the fact that, but you also said, you know, I don't know. And that's, you know, that's the best way of doing it. I, hey, look, I'm a skeptical believer. I, I believe a lot of stuff, but I'm also skeptical about a lot of stuff. So I think that's the best way of doing it and the best way of approaching that. So good on you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think I'm one of these people that's open, you know, to believing because I don't know everything, and I, 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 don't, I, I don't think we've, as humans, have tapped into what's really out there. Yep, I 100% agree with that statement. Yeah. Oh, my God, this was an awesome call. Uh, hey, Kurt, thank you so much for, for calling. I'm sorry you spell your name wrong, but that's not your fault. I blame your parents. <laughs> All right, man. Take hey, care. thank you guys so much for calling. I appreciate it. All right. Bye now. All right, good. Bye. How awesome was that? Yes. Uh, I feel bad for her because, you know, she's the one that actually had to see him. Out. I mean, he saw it, too, but from a, she saw it from that one eyes on eyes perspective and i like the fact that even though it was her husband looking at her you know on one elbow just kind of looking at her she she said it that was not my husband looking at me that's that's creepy as all get out i love that uh jess says hey where can i get that cup that's right you can get this cup my bigfoot cup on amazon and jess i'm so glad you're here because i actually have a message from jess that i was going to read next so let me read it now this is from Jess, just because she's awesome. I wrote that prior to you even showing up wanting my cup. She said, hey, I listened to episode 123, and these are things I remember. You did talk about the thinking man with his closed fist on his chin. Yes, I did. See, I'm telling you I did. Fucking Mandela effect. She says the doughboy scarf is blue. Yes, it is. Stitch, give me one more minute, and then we'll take a stitch break. She says, um... I agree that Ed did go around giving checks. Oh, Ed McMahon, yes. I agree that Ed McMahon did go around giving checks. My grandmother would constantly talk about wanting him to bring her a giant check. Three for three, Jess, is freaking awesome. Scary movie. I remember seeing, I remember the I See White People because I laughed so hard at that part. I watched that movie a lot, four for four. I remember the mountain climber emoji, Apple had it. Five for five. Objects in my mirror, object in the mirror may be closer than they appear. And finally, I remember the stovetop stuffing, the Stouffer's stovetop stuffing. That ham, that ham and mac and cheese was all I ate on Thanksgiving. Yes. And finally, she says, I uh, love the podcast. It's awesome. She said that, not me. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. Mandela, Mandela effect episodes piss me off to no end when something like Stouffer's stovetop stuffing doesn't exist bullshit fuck you it didn't exist and then i have friends that were like Stouffer's never made stu uh, countertop stuff it was always frozen stuff yeah no shit in this dimension now but back then Stouffer's stovetop stuffing existed fuck you guys for being in a different dimension than me and jess jess and i came from the same dimension 
We're, we're, we're awesome. You crazy kids and your rock and roll music. Jess, thank you so much for writing in. Thank you so much for being here. But let me... I'm, I'll be right back because I do have a stitch break and it is time for a stitch break. We'll be right back. Down South Carolina, way down yonder, there's a big old critter that likes to wander around my backyard sometimes late at night. Well, it ain't no beaver, bobcat, or bear, because he's eight foot tall and covered in hair. And the first time I seen him, he gave me quite a fright. Well, he eats from my garden and pees in my grass, and he stinks like a skunk mixer grizzly bear ass, and he scares my cats when they smell him come around. Well, he spends his time peeking around trees, and he thinks what he wants, and he does what he pleases, like scratching his butt and making a grunting sound. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, knocking on the trees, chucking rocks and screaming like a troop of chimpanzees. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, running around my place. Are you the missing link? Or are you from outer space? We are back. All right. Whew. Hey, how many people uh, freaked out when the caller said that his name was Kurt? Were you guys expecting it to be like an alternate dimension Kurt me calling in me or like a future Kurt calling me because we were just talking about premonitions? Because I got to admit, my butt puckered a little bit just for a second there. I was like, oh, shit, I'm talking to another me. That's going to be bad. Uh, for those that just joined us, I am wearing a stitch shirt because it is 626. Hoof. All right. Maria says, I remember that. Yeah. See, other people remember that. It's not cool, man. Not cool. I don't like I don't like Mandela effects. Whoa, what it's uh let's see what's going on here. Oh, uh people liked your story. The other Kurt. Evil Kurt. I'm just gonna call you Evil Kurt from now on. Uh people liked your story, Evil Kurt. Uh let's go back through. I believe that we all have gifts that are natural to our bodies, like no outside entities needed, and most of them we have lost our knowledge over the years on how to do these things. Yeah, I completely agree. Yep. Well, I mean, hey, that's awesome. Ugh, sorry, Stitch is crushing me. Okay, let me, uh, let's continue on with another listener story that was emailed to me from Listener Dawn. And this is the last one that I have for this episode. So if I don't get another caller, I might wrap up this episode and we'll have another episode at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Pacific time tonight. Basically in an hour and 40 minutes from now. Jesus Christ. If we do have more callers, we might be doing a really long episode. Anyhow, from Listener Dawn. She says, I remember there being a priest emoji. He was wearing a white, he was wearing white with a cross on his chest and a tall white Pope hat. Does anybody else remember a Pope emoji? Because if so, Pope emoji might be another one that has uh, disappeared in our, our, uh, in our lifetime. Uh, yes, Zach Kraft makes stovetop stuffing, but stofers, stovetop stuffing. Just that phrase, because they always would say, oh, you go and get Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing. It's Thanksgiving time. Make sure you have your Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing. So Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing, that was the one that I remembered. Now, Kraft still makes it, and sure, that's all well and good and cool if you want to get Kraft, but Stouffer's did too. They they did. I'll fight y'all. Uh, let me see. Um, Don also says, Pillberry, Pillsbury Doze... Pill... Oh, for fuck's sake, Kurt. This is why I don't like the live episodes. On on a uh, regular episode, I would have just edited out that stuttering right there. 
You never would have heard it. You guys think I'm all professional sounding on regular episodes? The live ones. This is where you get to find me stammering. Pillsbury. Doughboys. Scarf. Hurt my brain. I also very much remember the hiker emoji as well. So, there you go. Oh, and we do have Kelly says, I was looking for the Pope emoji the other day and was so confused. So, I mean, I never had an iPhone, so I don't know anything about the Pope emoji. I've never used a Pope emoji. I've never thought about finding one. But apparently, people remember that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Zach remembers Stouffer's stovetop stuffing as well. See? Fuck you, Mandela Effect. Oh, Steven says, I know it's been a while, but the Wendigo has apparently returned. Really? Call in, man. I want to hear more about the Wendigo returning. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Ian says, I'm pretty sure I got a box or two of Stouffer's stovetop stuffing in a Christmas hamper within the past three or four years. If you still had it. If you still had it. Yes, I know. He, uh, Sean was like, called you Kirk. Look, man. It's Kurt, with a C, not with an evil K, like the one that called in from an alternate dimension. Um, see, Ian, if you still had that box of Stouffer's stovetop stuffing, you could convince me that I'm not crazy, which I already know I'm not, but that we've slipped into a different universe, where we went to a parallel dimension. Uh, oh, I get a lot of people asking me how they can submit stories. Well, you can go to the Facebook page. You can go to paranormalalmanac.com there's a little link right or not a link but a little thing on how to email me or you can just email me it's paranormalalmanac at gmail.com now I was going to add because I own paranormalalmanac.com I was going to make a paranormalalmanac.com email address but gmail works fine who's calling caller you are on the air Hey, Kirk, it's Steve. Hey, hey, Steve. All right, man, what's going on? You saw the Wendigo again? Yeah, I saw him when, uh, pretty sure it was like last night or the day before. Oh, you just saw him then. Holy crap. Yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot has happened since the last time I talked to you, talked to you and let everybody know my story and everything. Uh, my grandmother did end up, unfortunately, passing away. Oh, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Place. Yes, thank you. She's not suffering anymore. But I want to say, uh, not this week, but the week before that, my mom also went through some complications. She's now feeling better. She's recovering and everything. But I thought I just started piecing it together because I was hanging out with Dave and Sean, and I was talking to him about it. And when I saw it again, it was last night because I was outside smoking a cigarette. And I could see my, my neighbor likes to leave their windows open when it's nice out, so no biggie. But the light on my porch kind of shines in their house. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just sitting there meandering, whatever. And I notice something go by because I see a shadow, you know, on the wall. I'm like, all right, that's probably a person. I just don't pay any attention. I continue smoking my cigarettes. And I see it pass by again. So I'm like, all right, you know, that just is, you know, obviously they went to the bathroom or they're going back to bed, whatever. Because sure. you know, they're up all hours of the night. And so am I because I work at night anyway. So... A couple minutes go by, and I light another cigarette. As soon as I light that cigarette, I, I just happen to look at the end of my cigarette, and as I light it and see the, you know, I light the lighter and everything, I see the same thing I saw in my driveway. I see the same pair of eyes, the same figure, and to a T. Holy crap. This thing is 
This thing's connected to you or watching you or something. That's crazy. Well, and I know Dave and Sean are very sore at me for this, but I kind of took it at my own initiative and probably did some things that I shouldn't have to try to protect people. And when you saw it or prior to you seeing it again? uh, I did things prior to seeing it the second time. So I'm thinking that it's connected to my family because if it's flooded with my grandmother and then I see it and then everything happened with my mom, like she's doing well and everything. It was just slight complications, but she was in the hospital, not this past week, but the week before that. So she's only been home for about a week and she's getting better, but it just, it seems like it's lingering. Like it's staying in the shadows and just watching from afar but the fact that I saw it in somebody else's house and it almost was like it was hiding because if that's what I saw pass by twice, it was making sure that I knew it was there. Almost like telling me like, hey, you know, pretty much just stick your hand out the window and wave, I'm still here. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm, because- I'm still watching you. Uh, don't worry, just because your grandma passed away, sadly, but just because your grandma passed away doesn't mean I'm going away. That's terrifying. Well, that's, that's what gets me to the whole, you know, prior to my mom, you know, going through what she went through, uh, I took it upon myself to try to contain it, to strictly myself. And, I mean, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it, and it seems that's what I'm getting. Which is fine, because honestly, in my own opinion, if it's focused on me, I can deal with it. It's more so if it's focused on someone I care about, that that's where I get worried. So, well, sure. Oh, sure. I mean, I I get why you would want to do that. And I'll be honest, as much as I wouldn't want to do that, I would probably do the same thing. It would, I would want to bind it. Oh, I'm sure all of us would. Yeah. 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 You'd rather have it binded to you than to any family member that you love. So I can totally get behind that. But the problem there is that can you get rid of it when you want to get rid of it? When it's now time to get rid of it, can you get rid of it? And that's going to be the tricky part. Yeah, that'll be the tricky part, but you know what? I would be okay even if I couldn't because I know it's there, and if it's always going to be there, it's something I can eventually get used to and just deal with it on my own. You know, I have others that are here to support me and get mad at me when I make irrational decisions. Shut up, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) But they, they only do it because they care, and I did make an agreement to not do anything, but in a flash rush, irrational rush of indecision I just did what I thought was necessary to protect the ones I care about and oh sure and I can't blame you that I can't fault you for that at all like I said I would have probably done the same so you know whether it's irrational or not it's completely rational to want to do that so hey I can't fault you for that whether Sean and Dave can that's on them but (laughs) no Sean was pretty upset, but she's gotten over it slightly. But again, now how the hell are you going to get rid of this thing when you need to get rid of it, or you need to protect yourself? Maybe not even get rid of it. How are you going to protect yourself from this thing that seems to be watching from the shadows and still around? Uh, it's something I'm going to have to delve into, and obviously the three of us are probably going to just try to take it on head on. If not, I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah, good luck no, with that. I, I know I have the support I need, so... All right, so let me ask you. It's definitely going to be easier. Let me ask you this. So the next time that you see this thing, 
I want you to take a photo with your phone. And I want to yeah, see if it's... Yeah, that last time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to see if it shows I up. I was honestly... Yeah, honestly, I was just so... Not even just mystified that I saw it again, but just... Like, I locked eyes with this thing again. And I got the same feeling I got the first time. Uh, everything was the same. Once I locked eyes with it, I knew exactly what was going on. But it was almost like... Each of us was waiting for the other one to move first. Sure. So, and I'm usually like that. I'll wait and not make the first move because I want to see what you're going to do, even with other people. Sure. But with this type of thing, I, I'm always on the defensive side. I'm always passive, and I'm going to see what it's going to do first. But it was like it was mirroring me. Now, do you think which, that this thing is always just outside your view of uh, you know your view is always there or do you think it's coming and going uh it's been a while since i've seen it but it could possibly i'm not going to rule out that it's not just in the shadows watching me constantly like there are times where you know i get home at two or three o'clock in the morning from work and you know i park my car and it's the middle of the night and i'll walk in to go open the open the door and i do get this i have gotten this gotten the sensation that you know, somebody, something or someone is, is watching me, whether it's a neighbor watching out the window or whatever, that sensation does come and go. So, but that could be anything. Sure. It could just be me being paranoid, exactly. being tired from work. It could be multiple things. Exactly. So and that's going to roll out that... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't want to make you more paranoid to think that this thing is always out there. I was just curious if you had thought, you know, it's weird. I haven't thought about that thing in a while, and then all of a sudden you see it, or... If you think, like, that thing's always out there, I know it, and then you happen to see it, or if it's just been out of sight, out of mind. I think it's out of sight, out of mind, because, you know, none of us can really tell what the, not only the meaning, but the potential that these things have for us. You know, I try to take it with a grain of salt and just be optimistic about it and say, all right, I know you're there. What do you have planned for me from this point? Because sure. obviously... If there's a connection, there's deep-rooted connection, because I didn't see anything really as a kid, not as much, not until I got into my older years, and I started getting more connected to, the, to that part of the, the realm, but at the same time, you know, to come and go as you please, that's fine, but why hide? I know I already saw you the first time, why hide? Yeah. That's the only thing that kind of bothers me, like, it's planning something maybe mischievous for me which is fine because i'll take it head on sure but why hide for me you know obviously i know you're there at certain points and it's always in the back of my mind when am i gonna and it's funny you say that i was wondering over time you know i already seen it once i already seen it twice you know when am i gonna see it again is it just gonna i'm gonna turn around and it's gonna scare the crap out of me or am i gonna see it in in passing kind of like what sean was talking about with with the the portal or the rift that she saw is it just going to happen like that and just appear out of nowhere sure you know i'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop with this thing and i'm just hoping that it just solely stays on me and doesn't go for anyone at least in my own family because i know the three of us if we if i subside and band together with them we can definitely get through this for sure well, yeah, but I mean, also, I want you guys to be safe and and not take on something that could, get, you know, be potentially worse. But all right, so this thing is still out there. I'm glad that you gave me a um, 
an update on it because I always love updates. <laughs> always love updates. I, I'm sure you'd pref, you know, prefer to never see it again, but I love hearing about yeah, these things. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like I said, I've already seen it enough, and I've already seen enough things as well as Dave and Sean. Like, we've already seen enough to where nothing really... Like, when I first saw it, I was just like, oh... And immediately, you know, the first time I told you about it, I thought it was a skinwalker, but it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's... Well, yeah, I, I know that, Sean. <laughs> so, uh, Sean said that uh, Wendigos are also native to this section of the country. Yeah. Oh, no, they totally so are. That, that has a big part to play in it. Oh, sure. Well, you know what? Sadly, everything paranormal is native to your part of the country. That's the scary part. I say bring it on. <laughs> well steve yeah, I figured, you know we're all sharing i figured i'd give you an update it's been it's been long enough no no like i said i always love an update so thank you so much steve for calling back in always love an update you got you know you can call me anytime i love hearing from you guys <laughs> no problem Kurt. all right i'll talk to you uh, all right bye now hey um it's getting to be an hour and 40 minutes for this episode so I think I'm going to, unless I get a call in the next couple of minutes while I'm wrapping up, I think I'm going to end this episode now, but once again, in an hour and a half at 8 p.m. Pacific time, I'm going to do another live episode. So I'm going to take a quick break and get some food, you know, find some more stories to share on here. I got to, I got to write another, uh, or create another quick theme song for the next one. Let's see. Let's see how prepared I am for the eight o'clock, shall we? But anyhow, some fantastic calls. We had Sarah. We had Peter. We had Seth. We had Kurt, the evil Kurt, and Steve. Thank you guys so much for calling. Thank you guys for being in the chat room, making it awesome. Thanks for everybody watching. Thanks for everybody listening. Hopefully, maybe hey, who knows? I'll see you guys in an hour and a half. If you guys want to come back as well. Everybody is free to call in at 8 p.m., whether you call in or not. I made chicken, Kurt. You missed out. I did miss out. I didn't. Damn it all. Uh, maybe I'll call about my UFO sighting at a... Yes, come please call. Come on, guys. Uh, please, give me a call. 818-732-9399. I'll be back in an hour and 20 minutes for the next episode. But for this one, once again, I'm your host, Kurt Savick. This has been another quarantine live bonus edition a paranormal almanac yeah here are you